Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for the host with no filter and the millennial who keeps him in check. Get ready for the stories that matter to you. It's Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. All right. What's up, everybody? It is Push the Limits on Hump Day Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us alongside my co-host, Jamie D. Jamie? It's Hump Day. It what's is up, Hump everybody? Day. You are what's right. up? It is Hump Day. We have a lot to talk about today, including uh, Donald Trump having to pay off maybe uh, five mil. We're going to talk a little bit about that little bit later on in the program. George Santos is in some legal trouble. I guess he was uh, arrested yesterday. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, what are the charges? Could George Santos be finally thrown out of Washington? Well, we're going to talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. And coming up in hour number two, this is a really bizarre story. A woman who lost her husband and since then, last year, she's uh, wrote books about grief with her three kids and dedicating it to her husband. Well, guess what? Now she's been arrested and charged with murdering her husband with uh, apparently fentanyl that she ordered. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that coming up later in the show. Also, the best poker player in the world, uh, I think for the most part, the last 30 years or so, the biggest name in poker is Daniel Negreanu. He's going to be joining us in hour number two, preview the World Series of Poker, talk a little VGK hockey. He's a Canadian A, so he's a big hockey fan, and preview the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers game four. That'll be in hour number two. All right. So we are going to um, start the show today. And usually, you know, I never do this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do with this today. Because, you know, we have exclusive audio that we play on this show from time to time. And as you know, Donald Trump was found liable for sexual abuse and slander to E. Jean Carroll in a courtroom yesterday. And now he's going to have to pay out $5 million. So th- this, is, this is a serious situation. Now we have a, uh, a former president liable for sexual abuse. That's, that's, that's pretty bad. And uh, we have some exclusive audio that I would like to uh, play for you. And this is Donald Trump. And, 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 you know, CNN didn't get this. Fox News didn't get this audio. No. Pushing the Limits got this audio. This is exclusive audio we are going to be playing for you right now of Donald Trump. This is literally moments after Donald Trump learned that he's going to have to fork over $5 million as a jury found that he sexually abused Eugene Carroll. Here's the audio that we got from Mar-a-Lago moments after Donald Trump found out he was guilty. Here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mr. President. You are so childish. (laughs) Childish. Does anybody have a pacifier for the orange bird? (laughs) All right, that's (laughs) The joke has run its course. The joke has run its course. Does anybody have a pacifier for Cheeto Jesus, ladies and gentlemen? Um, anyway, my condolences. Um, but yes, if, if you, you sure your condolences, yes. you sure? And, uh, well, not really, but unless, well, I feel for Eugene Carroll. Hopefully, five million dollars will ease her pain a little bit. But uh, <laughs> no, listen. In all seriousness, I do believe that this sexual assault did happen. And you look at somebody's history, 
and somebody's history of Donald Trump with having 25 plus women that have accused him of sexual assault or rape, <laughs> including his ex-wife in court documents. But if you listen to right wing talk radio, Jamie, they will lead you to believe that this is a nothing burger and this was the Democrats. But isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? That all these Republicans talk about law and order. And all these Republicans say you got to believe in our justice system unless one of their own is held to account. Unless one of their own is held to account. Then all of a sudden these Republicans don't believe in law and order. All these Republicans don't believe in our justice system. Because again, if you listen to Fox News or OAN or Newsmax, or if you listen to right-wing echo chamber talk radio, they would leave you to believe that this is a farce, that E. Jean Carroll made this story up that, uh, you know, the Donald Trump talking points that he never met her before. Let me be very clear on this. The reason why Donald Trump is liable and the reason why he's going to have to pay $5 million is not because of physical evidence that there was a rape or sexual assault. It's because of Donald Trump's own words. His own words in his deposition are the reason why he was found guilty because Donald Trump is an idiot. That's why. In his own words in the deposition, which we played yesterday, he said publicly under oath that, well, if you're a star, he doubled down basically on his on his yeah. grab him by the P word video. Yeah. He doubled down on that. And he said, fortunately or unfortunately, yep. it's the reason why Donald Trump wasn't in a courtroom. And it's the reason why Donald Trump didn't testify, because his attorneys knew he would make it even worse. The evidence yep. was overwhelming. He basically said that Eugene Carroll enjoyed being sexually assaulted. Yep. Uh, I mean, I mean, when you and did he confirm that he was a star too? Yes. So you're pretty much <laughs> saying I did it, right? <laughs> Confirming I mean, that you did it. Correct. So that's you agree with me then? He yes. did it to himself, not with physical evidence, with his words in the yes. deposition. He did it to himself. But Republicans are law and order, right? We're supposed to believe that Republicans are are law and order, and you know we believe in our justice system. Let it play out. Unless Donald Trump is held accountable, then we are going to kiss the ring of the orange turd. I don't understand these Republicans. I really don't. Or I kind of do. They're all hypocrites is what they are. Yeah. Law and order unless it happens to them. Right? And then they talk about being constitutionalist. Right? They're all constitutionalist. But the person who we support wants to abolish and amend parts of the Constitution. I mean, they're the biggest hypocrites in the world. So Donald Trump's attorney, who, by the way, just a couple years ago on CNN was saying Donald Trump was a criminal. Donald Trump's own attorney, Joe Tecopina, I think that's how you pronounce it, Tecopina, <laughs> Joe Tecopina. Can we call him Joe Tecopinas? Can we call him that? Oh, my God. Is that allowed? Oh, my God. So Joe Tecopinas, I'm sorry, I mispronounced his name, Joe uh, Tecopina, Donald Trump's attorney. This is his real reaction, not a baby crying. This is his real reaction. Uh, outside the courthouse after the verdict. Have a listen to this. Strange verdict. Um, this was a rape claim. It was a rape case all along, and the jury rejected that, but made other findings. So um, we'll obviously be appealing those other findings, but they rejected her rape claim, and she'd always claimed this was a rape case. Um, so it's a little perplexing, but, um, you know, we move forward. No, Joe Taco Penis. It's not perplexing at all, actually. It's not a strange verdict. Right. They, the jury said, while we don't have all the any physical evidence to prove that Donald Trump raped E. Jean Carroll, even though they probably still believe he did, they didn't have evidence to prove that. But based on his words that he used in the deposition, that was enough for them to say he slandered her. He did slander her on his stupid truth social. 
That's evidence right there. So the slandering was right there, the defamation. And then the sexual abuse. Unless this woman is a skilled actress, which I don't believe she is, she was very emotional on the stand. She went into grave detail of what Donald Trump did to her, which I'm not going to repeat here because it's it's repulsive and it's disgusting. And I'm so sorry this woman or any woman would have to face any type of assault like this, which I 100% believed happened. Trump claims that he never knew this woman, yet there's pictures all over the place, him taking pictures of her. Now, you could say, well, you know, people take pictures of people, doesn't know who they are. Well, yeah, I guess that's possible. But why is Donald Trump saying she enjoyed sexual assault? Why is he making those claims? Mm-hmm. She didn't say that on CNN with Anderson Cooper. Why would Donald Trump make that claim? Why would he say that? Why would he say he never met her? Well, clearly he did. Mm-hmm. Why would he do that? Why would he double down on the grab him by the P word video? Because that's exactly what he did. He mm-hmm. said, oh, the history, if you're, if you're, if you're famous, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, you know, like it or not, that's, that's what the history for hundreds of years. No, it's not. And by the way, he also said, Fortunately or unfortunately, do you think most women in this country think that you should be allowed to grab them by the P word if you're famous? What do you mean, Mr. President, fortunately or unfortunately? What are you talking about? That's why he was found liable. I'll play you. I want to get your, your uh, Jamie, your take on this because Joe Tacopinas, sorry, I mispronounced his name again. Uh, Donald Trump's attorney, Joe Tacopina. Talked about that Access Hollywood tape, you know, grab him by the P word. Listen to what he said about it it being admissible in court. Listen to this. The Access Hollywood tape should not have come into this case. Some other things shouldn't have come into the case. I mean, we made many <coughs> motions that we thought would would create um, issues for appeal, and, and we're going to em- employ them now. What did you say to uh, Okay, so you have a man who's accused of rape and sexual assault. You have a video, it doesn't matter whether the video was 40 years ago or four days ago, of Donald Trump basically bragging about sexual assault. Why would that not be admissible? Am I missing something, Jamie? No, you're not missing anything at all. He admitted the fact that he's a star. He admitted the fact that he's done these things before. He admitted the fact that this is culture and entertainment. And when you're a celebrity, this also goes back to what I was saying yesterday about sports. Just because it's the culture does not make it right. And I believe a lot of times people just think, oh, well, it's been done for so many years. No, you have made us make you have made us become okay with this type of culture through social construction of reality and you told us if you want to be in these spaces if you want these opportunities you have to be okay with this type of treatment and that's not okay at all you want to talk about history and we'll take some phone calls on this in a couple minutes at 702-221-7283 again that number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation 702-221-7283 again you got all these republicans out there that call themselves Law and order, law and order, respect our justice system. But then when Donald Trump all of a sudden is found liable by a jury of his peers, all of a sudden that must be the Democrats and George Soros, and all of a sudden we don't believe in the justice system. It's such a freaking joke, you Republicans out there, you MAGAs. It's such a joke, you're such hypocrites. Law and order, law and order. Let's go after Joe Biden. He's the corrupt criminal. Uh, you know, let's go after all the Democrat pedophiles. But as soon as Donald Trump is held responsible in a court of law, 
for anything, in this case, sexual abuse, which is very serious. Yep. Oh, no, it can't be true. It must have been a Democrat uh, judge. It must have been the Democrats. You guys so, are all pathetic. Brian, I, I want you to actually, since you, you, you're really enjoying this topic because you, you, we're getting, we're getting Trump with things. Well, but, I don't enjoy sexual assault. <laughs> well, no, I, I do like people being held to account. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're, I said yeah. you're enjoying this case, not the right. sexual assault. There's right, a difference. Right. However, I want you to explain to them, because a lot of people are asking, how do we know that he was proven guilty for sexual abuse? Because he wasn't proven guilty for rape. So what was used for him to be proven guilty for sexual abuse? I'm going to use the O.J. Simpson case as a perfect example of what I'm talking about. O.J. Simpson in a court of law criminally was found not guilty in the double murder of his ex-wife and Ronald Goldman. Doesn't mean that he didn't do it, but the prosecution didn't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. Then a month or two later, he was found liable for the murders. What's the difference? Uh, well, there's criminal and then there's financial right uh but you they, they both have to be proven in a so court when, you're, of law when, you're, when, you're jury. Found, when you're found liable you're not saying that you actually did it but you're responsible for paying uh, for the what action the jury said was we believe that you sexually abused this woman we believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that you sexually abused this woman and defamation um they didn't have enough physical evidence i would assume mm-hmm. or, or any physical evidence for that matter to claim right. that a rape occurred but People don't understand this in a court of law. Just because you're found not guilty doesn't mean you didn't do it. What it means is the prosecution didn't prove beyond the shadow of a doubt. Doesn't mean you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use the OJ case as a perfect example of what I'm talking about, where OJ, even though I think most of us would agree that he's a double murderer, he was found not guilty, but then found liable for the murders. That's the case here. He is found liable for sexual abuse of this woman and clearly defamation. And they found that there was way too much evidence to prove otherwise. But it's not just about, it's about how you've lived your life. And that's why the Access Hollywood tape was so important. Jamie, I want to read you a few quotes that Donald Trump has said over the years um, about women. And I'm sure that's a part of why they found him liable here. Uh, in regards to Ocasio-Cortez, he said, this is not even a smart person. Other than that, she's got a good line of stuff. I mean, she goes out and she yaps. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, very, very nasty, the meanest, the most horrible, most disrespectful of any uh, U.S. senator, uh, called Stormy Daniels horse face. Um, uh, in regards to the Me Too movement, said it's a very scary time for young men in America where you can be guilty of something you may not be guilty of. Women are doing great. Uh, he goes on, talks about Maxine Waters, extraordinary low IQ person, uh, Gillibrand, someone who would come to my office begging for campaign contributions uh, not so long ago. Uh, Mika Brzezinski, poorly rated, speaks badly of me. What a low IQ, crazy Mika. Hillary Clinton, such a nasty woman. If she were a man, I don't think she'd get 5% of the vote. She got schlonged. If Hillary Clinton can't satisfy satisfy her husband, what makes her think she can satisfy America? Carly Fiorina, look at that face. By the way, Carly Fiorina once ran for president. Look at that face. Would anybody vote for that? Heidi Klum, sadly, she's no longer a 10. Megyn Kelly, she gets out and she starts asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions. You can see there was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. Kim Kardashian asked if her butt is big. Well, absolutely. It's record setting. In the old days, they'd say she had a bad body. Uh, Mm -mm. does she have a good body? No. Does she have a fat ass? Absolutely. Uh, Holly Berry, uh, quoting, uh, I love her upper body. (laughs) Uh, talked about Beyonce. 
uh, talking about Cher, Bette Midler. I mean, the comments go on and on. Ariana Huffington, another woman who, while I don't agree with her politics, she ran for president, unattractive, both inside and out. Angelina Jolie said, sort of an amazing because everyone thinks she's like this great beauty. And I'm not saying she's an unattractive woman, but she's not beauty by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, definitely disagree with that. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, O'Donnell, I mean, he's made... So many comments about Rosie O'Donnell. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Calling her ugly, calling her chubby, commenting constantly on her looks. By the way, last I checked, Donald Trump would not be on the front of Fitness Magazine either. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just the truth. Uh, on his daughter, Ivanka Trump. When asked if Ivanka had breast implants, she actually always been very voluptuous. Ew. It's a weird statement. Uh, she does have a very nice figure. If she weren't my daughter, perhaps I would date her. Is that normal conversation for a father oh. to be talking about his daughter? I mean, how bizarre is that, Jamie? That's have you disgusting. ever heard a father talk like that? That's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's crazy. Lindsay Lohan. What do you think of Lindsay? There's something there, right? But you have to like freckles. I've seen a close-up of her chest. And ah! I mean, Paris Hilton. Now, somebody uh, who a lot of people don't give credit to, but in actuality is really beautiful. Paris Hilton. I've known Paris from the time she was 12. Her parents are friends of mine. And the first time I saw her, she walked into the room and I said, who the hell is that? Talking about uh, when she was 12. Damn. Um, on his daughter, Tiffany Trump. I think she's got a lot of Marla. She's really beautiful baby. And she's got Marla's legs. Uh, that's a very appropriate mm. thing to say about your daughter. Uh, I mean, I mean, listen, there's a lot of uh, I mean, the list goes on and on of all the the horrible things that Donald Trump has said about women, including uh, disgusting comments about his own daughter. He always talks about a woman's looks, ugly beauty. He said on the Howard Stern show, a woman can't be a 10 if she has small breasts. Um, the comments he made uh, multiple occasions on the Howard Stern show on appearances, uh, the womanizing statements that he's made time and time again. So it is out of the realm for somebody to believe that Donald Trump may have raped this woman. It is out of the realm for somebody to believe that this was sexual abuse, that the jury of his peers made the right verdict here. It was the right decision. He is not going to win on appeal. I'm going to tell you that right now because of his own words. Yeah. It is extremely difficult to prove a rape case. Um, especially many years down the he road. He definitely bit his tongue in this case because he, he did too much. He said too much. He tried. I'm telling you, Donald Trump truly believes that he's a reality star and that he can say whatever he wants to say and not be held accountable for it because he has gotten away with a lot of his actions before. Now he's actually having to be held accountable for those things and he thinks he could do the same thing and expect the, the same result and it's not working for him. Personally, I will say this. A lot of the news outlets have been talking about this case. And I, I, I just want to say this in general. I really wish the media and the government would learn how to use words that were a little bit more understandable to the general public. Mm -hmm. I have a master's in broadcast journalism, so I understand a lot of these big words. But there are also still words in, in, in court documents and even on um, in media news articles that I have to Google. And I'm sitting here just like, if you're... If you go to the journalism program, you, you, you know that you're supposed to write at a level that a common second grader can understand. And a lot of times when you look at these cases, I, I see in a lot of the comments on media outlets that people believe that Donald Trump is now a charged criminal and he's not. People don't know the difference. I'm not, 
A lot of people don't know the difference well, between no, a civil. He, he is a charged. No, uh, no, but he's not a charged not criminal. A convicted criminal. I'm sorry, he's not a convicted criminal. He is charged with 34. I'm sorry, counts, let me yeah. take that back. He's not yep. a. See, look at that. I just used my own words as an accident, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Right. There are so many different words you can use. There are so many big words you can use, and it's not just simple words that are used for all things that make sense. And like I just said right there, people get confused. Even I just got confused in this moment. The difference between charged and convicted. He's not a convicted criminal. People think that because of this case, he is, and it's uh, he, he very this, well this, will be. I I. I imagine down the road you, you imagine down the road but, right but now, people probably. people are super excited about this case and they're like oh well he can't run for president i'm like that no, no. this is a civil here's case here's the way you this is this right. isn't a correct. criminal case correct here's also let me say this real quick too as pertains to liable and guilty i've been doing a lot of research on this for the past few days and even, even just right now to bring it up on a topic it's the same word just for different cases diff different types of cases liable means guilty guilty means liable but liable is used for civil cases while guilty is used for criminal cases i just really wish they would use the same word so we understand sure. what it means because yeah. like liable sounds like it's not guilty like just say it it's, sure. he's guilty come yeah, on no, now I, I hear you so i'm gonna open up the phone lines because there are people out there that think that this is a baloney case that Eugene Carroll's a liar, or maybe you agree with me that Trump has finally held account, at least financially. I want to hear from you. What do you think about this case? The number to call is 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, now's the time to call. 702-221-SAVE. 702-221-7283. I will, I will say this because we're going to take some calls on the other side of the break. I, I will say this, and I'm going to repeat what I said earlier, uh, and we're going to talk about the CNN town hall tonight. Because Donald Trump has a, uh, a town hall tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific time. And we're going to get into that coming back. But I would say, you know, Republicans in general, I would say to the MAGA supporters out there, the ones that are, support Donald Trump, I asked them, uh, you're an, a law and order person, right? They would say yes. You're a constitutionalist, right? They would say yes. You believe in our justice system. They would say yes. Okay. Then do you accept the fact that Donald Trump is now liable for sexual abuse and slander. If you listen to right-wing media and these right-wing talk show hosts, they ask the, oh, it's disgusting. The Mark Levins, the Sean Hannity's, they are disgusting people. They're on the air yesterday and they're like, why didn't this woman call police? Why didn't she, she scream if she was getting raped? I hate why did it when take her this long? Do that, and it's usually Caucasian men who do that stupid stuff. Why are you sitting here saying, why didn't you do those things? I'm sure there are several things in your life that you didn't respond to right away because you didn't feel comfortable. You didn't know what to do. And you didn't know the actions that would happen after you actually say, hey, somebody help me or hey, call the police. I hate people do that. I hate people do that. I do as well. Because there are many reasons why women in general do not do something right away or even years. Because they're scared. They're scared of men in power. At the time, during the trial, Carol was asked, why didn't you scream if you were being sexually assaulted at the time? If a man is doing something to you, or a woman, or anybody, if you're being sexually assaulted at that time, a lot of people are in shock. They don't know what to do. It's a, obviously a traumatic experience. Just because somebody doesn't scream during an assault, and just because somebody doesn't call the authorities, doesn't mean it didn't happen. But if you listen to the right-wing hosts out there, Here's what gets me so angry, and they're all hypocrite clowns. If somebody came forward and said, Joe Biden raped me, do you think Sean Hannity would say, you know, 40 years ago, do you think Sean Hannity, the first thing out of that would be like, well, this can't be true because the woman didn't call the police that claimed it happened 40 years ago? Of course not. 
they'd be all for it. If somebody came forward and said, Joe Biden sexually assaulted me, yep. they would be the first ones to be talking about it. And they'd say, oh, it yep. has to be true. Yep. Okay. Because there, you always want to find a somewhat of a good person to be guilty or liable for wrongdoings because it helps your agenda. Right. Exactly. And there was one woman that came forward when Joe Biden was running for president, forgot her name, and she claimed that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her. She changed her story four times. She was found not credible, and she went bye-bye. She had no credibility. Carol has had the same story as she, as her friend testified, told her the same thing that happened many years ago when she claimed this happened, and today. Her story hasn't changed one bit. She is a credible person who has had a good job her whole life. She's never been in trouble with the law before. She's the credibility comes into play when it comes to these stories. You know what I mean? Credibility. Trump has had 25 women more, including his ex-wife in court documents that claim that he raped her. 25 women that have accused Trump of sexual assault or rape. I'd like to believe Trump probably has raped a woman in his life. Most likely. And you know what? I'll throw Bill Clinton in there too. <laughs> Bill Clinton probably has sexually assaulted a woman in his life. Why? Because I look at their past and I look at all the women that have come forward. Joe Biden is not a pedophile. Joe Biden is not a rapist. I believe Donald Trump is. I believe Donald Trump is. He has been a womanizer his whole life, multiple kids with multiple women, the comments he's made about women, the disrespect towards women, all the women that have come forward, including his ex-wife in court documents, claiming that he raped them I believe them, and I don't believe Donald Trump, and I put collectively his entire life and the people that have come forward and the things he said into account. I am so glad that a jury of his peers found him liable, and this is not the end for Donald Trump. Mark my words. He still is facing 40, 34 felonies in regards to the Stormy Daniels case. Let's not forget about the racketeering and the wire fraud claims and January 6th. Let's not forget about the conversation he had with the Secretary of State in Georgia. Just to start, this man is in a lot of trouble. Disagree? Agree? Now's the time to call in. 702-221-7283. And I'll end by saying this, and you can tell me whether you agree or not with this comment, but I'm going to say it anyway because I said it on social media. You could have Donald Trump live on Newsmax or Fox News or wherever on television. I personally believe you could have Donald Trump on live TV sexually assaulting a woman on live TV. And he would still say he didn't do it. And millions of people would probably still vote for him. Yep. And he would still say That's he didn't do it. That's how sick this country is. Yep. I really believe that. Yeah. He could be sexually assaulting a woman in real time live. And millions of people would still you vote know, for him. You know, we're about to go to a break. You know what? I'm going to ask this question after break because I feel like you're going you're gonna to have a, a hefty response to this. Okay. So we'll wait. Okay, no problem. Y you ask the question when we come back. Yes. All right. Open up the phone line, 702-221-7283. Again, that number, if you want to join the conversation, 702-221-7283. Do you disagree with me? If Donald Trump sexually assaulted a woman on live television, do you think all of his supporters would go away? Or do you think they would still vote for him? 702-221-7283 is the number to call. We're going to take a quick break. We'll take your calls on the other side. He's Jamie D. I'm Brian Shapiro. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey. 
Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware. Go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Then join one of the fastest growing talk shows, Pushing the Limits. We have a wide range of sales packages that can fit your budget. Anything from on-site live remotes to in-studio interviews, email Jamie. Jamie D at KSHP.com. That's J-A-I-M-E, capital D-E-E, at KSHP.com. Hey, everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. 
So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. All right, welcome back. Donald Trump Town Hall tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific time on CNN. I have mixed feelings about this. I got to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you right now, if they don't hold him to the fire, and listen, Caitlin Collins is a really good reporter. I'm not sure she's the right person for this. I would rather see somebody like a Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper's not afraid now, to get why, why are you doing this to this lady? <laughs> oh, I'm not doing anything to her. I, just, I said, Why she's, are you doing this to this lady? I'm not doing anything to her. I you don't think she, you think she you say, I don't think she's the right one for this no, job. Uh, she's a very good reporter, but reporters are not always good at these types of things. I think Caitlin Collins is good at her job, but uh, in this situation... I want somebody to hold Donald Trump to the fire. Now, maybe I'll be. You pleasant. should be there. Maybe I'll be. Well, no, they wouldn't want me because I'd, I'd be calling them names. But um, I couldn't stand next to that man without just verbally. So you, you couldn't be professional to get justice I'll, I'll say from this. Donald Trump, Brian? Well, the problem is he's going to lie. He's going to say that, um, you know, this whole court case was a bunch of nonsense. And he's going to say he won the 2020 election. They better hold his feet to the fire. And Caitlin Collins better call him out on his BS because if they don't, I am going to be very, very, very angry. And I do. I do hope that CNN. she's not. I don't. I don't know who this lady is. Never seen her work. Don't know where she's from or anything like that. I just hope that she has the courage and the strength. And even if it wasn't her, I would say the same thing about anybody to not be timid in this town hall. Well, Caitlin Collins has been doing this for a while. She, like I said, she's a very, very skilled reporter. She's good on the air, but I've never seen her get into a heated debate. It's not really the job of a moderator to get into a debate. It's the job of a moderator to call out bullcrap. Mm. And you're going to hear a lot of it from Donald Trump today. She better hold his feet to the fire. Otherwise, uh, you know, Jake Tapper would do that. He's a very good journalist, but mm. he's not afraid to call out people. Mm. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, you sure you don't want Don Lemon? No. <laughs> the last person. Tucker Carlson? Although I got to say it would be entertaining to see Don Lemon up there with Donald Trump. I got to say that would be entertaining. <laughs> see, it would. But, but, but we don't, you know. Listen, CNN's, we don't need entertainment. We need actual justice and we need accountability being listen, happening today at today's CNN is a business hall. just like Fox News, but there's a way to make money and get ratings without putting out false information. We know that Donald Trump is going to put out false information in this town hall tonight. We know that. But what I don't know is if CNN's going to give pushback. Caitlin right. Collins cannot let him up there and just speak nonsense. Yeah. Um, you know, so we'll have to wait and see how this goes. And I, I think it's, uh, listen, I'm going to be watching it. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you right now. All right, let's open up the phone lines. The question I asked all of you is this in regards to the, and then, and then I, I want to get your question, but I want to ask mm -hmm. this to the callers. Um, we know that Donald Trump was found liable of sexual abuse yesterday in, in, in a court of law. If Donald Trump in live TV time, live on television, sexually assaulted a woman, do you still think many of his supporters would still support him? Do you still think he would get millions of votes? That's the number I'm asking. That's the question I'm asking you. The number is 702-221-7283. That's 702-221-7283. Before we get to the calls, Jamie, I know you had a question you wanted to ask. Yes, I have a question for you. And this is a thing that I've been seeing a lot in the media, on the comments and in different news outlets, mm -hmm. is that they're saying that Donald Trump has similarities to Hitler as it pertains to him being able to garner a crowd to believe Anything he says, no matter what he's he does, even if it's negative and bad for our country. What's your thoughts on that? Okay, here's why I have a, a, a problem with that. And anybody who knows me, including you, who's listening to the show knows, mm. I'm the last person to defend Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. 
I have a serious problem with anybody comparing anybody to Adolf Hitler. Now, if you want to compare Kim Jong-un to Adolf Hitler, fine. Wait, wait, what? Why? Well, because he's an evil, murderous dictator and he's right. killed a lot of people. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump has dictator-type qualities. And but he also I, he's but, evil. But I am not going to compare somebody who killed 7 million Jews and murdered 7 million Jews. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate Donald Trump, and I do believe he's cost a lot of lives, maybe not intentionally, mm-hmm. but with his COVID response and his coronavirus press conferences and misinformation i think i think it's it's uh it's wrong to compare and i think it's an injustice to those who lost their lives in the holocaust Mm -hmm. and anybody who was a victim of adolf hitler and his murderous regime Mm -hmm. to compare nazi germany and adolf hitler to a politician i think Mm -hmm. is is a step over the line and i don't think uh, anybody should do it i'm gonna ask you because like i said this is not my opinion this one i've been seeing the news i want to ask you another example marjorie taylor Mm green compared you know tucker carlson uh, and marjorie taylor green compared Having kids wearing masks to to Nazi Germany and Adolf Hitler. Horrible. What? Right? Wait, Terrible. Wait, wait, say it again? Yeah, wait, yeah. No, say it all over again. What happened? Marjorie Taylor Greene and Tucker Carlson and other Republicans compared forcing people to wear masks, in this case, putting masks on kids, uh, forcing it to Nazi, uh, comparing it to Nazi Germany me? and Adolf Hitler. Yeah, it's wrong. It's terrible. That's disgusting. Um, it is disgusting. Uh, no, wow. I, I've never, I've called Donald Trump a lot of names and I've compared him to a lot of bad people. I would never compare him to um adolf hitler uh vladimir putin that's so problematic yes. vladimir now, let me ask you this though vladimir putin yes Wait, why do you consider him as because he's an evil murderous dictator and he's okay. killed a lot of people he's murdered okay. a lot of people now let me um, ask you yeah. this though do you believe that donald trump because this is again what i've been seeing in on blogs and stuff is that donald trump does have the reach like adolf hitler do you believe that like he's able to get people to believe anything he says like you just said oh. even if he sexually abuses or rapes a girl on live TV people are still going to vote for him Well listen him. Donald Do you believe Trump that? Donald Trump has a lot of followers okay Yes Adolf Hitler had a lot of followers So I guess I suppose in that aspect but I I just don't think we need to be comparing politicians to uh, someone who was responsible for the Holocaust. It's unnecessary. I think let's call Donald Trump for what he is. Yeah. A narcissist. Cause people, people even on our YouTube right now are saying yeah. that they can, they would, they would well, compare Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler okay. because of the well, fact that he's able to garner well, an audience to believe in him no matter yeah, what. Yeah. Adolf Hitler is responsible for probably killing over 10 million people. So I'm not going to do that. Um, what I will call Donald Trump is for what he is and what I always call him out for. A narcissist pig, uh, a sexual assaulter. There's no question about that. A womanizer. Uh, a horrific human being who a, pe- a person that attacks POWs, John McCain. I don't respect him because he was captured. A person that a- attacks minorities, racism. These Mexicans, they're rapists. They're bad people. But I suppose some of them are good people. Donald Trump is a racist. What he said in Playboy magazine, anti-Semitism. I don't want black people counting my money. I want Jews counting my money in casinos. He did say that years ago. So um, I would stick to those points. Uh, Donald Trump is Donald Trump. He's not Adolf Hitler. 702-221-7283 is the number to call again. 702-221-7283. Al, I, 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 or go to Carl. Let's go to Carl first. Hi, Carl. What's going on? Hey, hi, guys. What's uh, up, Carl? Brian, Jamie. Hi, hi. You, still, you guys still have the most intelligent show on uh, the radio. Not that I'm on. It's because you're on. <laughs> but um, <laughs> listen, uh, you were still talking about Trump. I want you guys to remember back. It's very important. Everybody calls Biden. He's got dementia. He's having troubles. These are actual, you can fact check these quotes. I've written them down a long time ago when he was president and they were asking him about the hurricanes that were hitting the East Coast. He said, what we can do, we can drop a nuclear bomb in the hurricanes and break them up. 
thing he said, which would only spread nuclear poisoning all over the country. Let me ask then you he this. Said, I, I want to ask yeah. you this, Carl. Sorry to interrupt, but I want to ask you because on topic here. If Donald Trump sexually assaulted a woman on live television, do you still think he would have a good majority of his supporters? No, his, his supporters would love it. You actually, not only do you think that they would support him still, but they would actually enjoy it? <laughs> they would probably think he's some kind of a he-man, a hero, you know. Well, I will say this, <laughs> but, Carl, and i got to get to some other callers, Carl. I appreciate well, you. Well, let me... Quickly, go ahead, go ahead. Let me just say, yep. you know, a couple, just two more things he said to show that they say Biden is high dementia. He said the Continental Army took over the airports in the Revolutionary War. Well, uh, airplanes were invented for 150 years after that. <laughs> and then he yeah. said you should inject disinfectant into bodies. Well, yeah, I remember, kill COVID. I remember when he did say that, um, and that was beyond inappropriate, among the many other inappropriate things that Trump did as president and before he was president, and he continues to do today. I appreciate the call, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Um, thank you so much. Number to call is 702-221-7283. And again, that number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation, 702-221-7283. we got some people on the line. We're going to be taking some more phone calls. Let's go to Al. Al is next. Hi, Al. What's going hey, on? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm up, calling Al? from outside of Carl Jr. here, but I had to call in. So um, uh, you guys are... T- Uh-oh, did we lose you? Al? Okay, sorry about that, Al. We lost you there real quick. Uh, hey, yeah, Al, call back. Call we back. Him. We'll get you back on the line. My apologies. That happens from time to time. Live radio. Phone gets cut out. Al, that was not intentional. I do hang up on people, as Jamie knows, from time to time. But <laughs> that was not intentional, Al. So I would I would appreciate it if you called back. And I, I apologize. All right. Let's get back to the phone line. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Who do we have on the line with us right now? Next up. Let's go to Paul. Hi, Paul. Thanks for calling Paul. in. What's on your mind, Paul? Hey, this is Al. I guess I got I got cut oh, off or hit okay. the wrong button. Al's back. Yeah, we're getting screwed up on the line. Hey, Sorry about that, you. Al. Go yeah, ahead. Please call back. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, hey, okay. So listen. So um, uh, Trump is not a Hitler, but you found you're the one, the first one to uh, on air to make a a uh, uh, some kind of a um, uh, a simulation there, and he he's more of a Mussolini. I've confirmed that with some of the Republicans. If you look at Mussolini, you know, he, he went and he spent a lot of money. He got everybody to work. Anybody who didn't believe in him, he was a little more out there. They'd go beat him up. But it's more, and I'm saying this because hopefully Trump will change and he'll see that in himself. You okay, know, he's on, a good Al, administrator, but he's a Mussolini Al, type there. Al, go ahead. I got to ask you this. With Donald Trump being in his mid-sentence, with the way he is. Say it one more time because a motorcycle went away. You Go ahead. Really, that's okay. You really think Donald Trump can change? You can't possibly believe that. No, I don't think so. Everybody say, even Republicans say that he can't. Yeah. You know, I know that. But, well, you know, I appreciate I don't think Al, he can but, change, but. Yeah. I appreciate but you. But I, I think that, you know, you being an intelligent guy, you may want to do the Mussolini comparison. You know, maybe do that. Well, that's a possibility. I certainly don't like the. Um, uh, Nazi Adolf Hitler comparison, but uh, I'm with you right. on that, Al, and I appreciate your call as always. And drive safe and look, right. look out for those motorcycle drivers, okay? Thanks. Yeah, there you go, brother. Thanks, All right. Thank you good, very much. Good to hear right. from you, Al. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's go to Kevin next. 702-221-7283. Or Kenny, I'm sorry. 702-221-7283. Kenny's next. What's up, Kenny? Hey, this is a question. I, I don't keep up with the news that much, and you help me out a lot, Rob, when you update me on stuff. Oh, glad to do it. I, I see it. 
uh, interview with Anderson Cooper with this lady that was on trial with help, and yes. she said it was nothing sexually that happened in the interview. What happened in court that was he got found guilty of sexual? What happened? I explain so, it to me. Sure. So her claim, which I believe, yeah, and I have to be very careful with the way I describe it on the air, but she claimed uh, that he digitally um, assaulted her. If you know what I'm saying. And uh, he claimed uh, she claimed that he got her into the dressing room, pushed her against the wall, digitally assaulted her. And apparently that's the same story she told one of her friends who also testified under oath. And a jury found that while they didn't have enough evidence to say that he raped her and wasn't liable for rape, he was liable for sexual abuse and defamation. Does that make sense? So again, her interview with Ashley Cooper, she said there was nothing sexually that happened between them. When she made that That's statement, when she made that statement, there's context to it because I watched that same interview you watched. And in the context, okay. the question was in regards and what she was speaking of is if they had any sort of sexual relationship, if they had any sort of friendship or relationship sexually before this alleged uh, rape took place. And her response was, no, there was nothing sexual between us, nothing like that. But he just put her into a room, and, and, and that's what she claimed happened. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, but do you, do you agree that maybe that's kind of what she goes on the Anderson Cooper show and says something like that? No, because, like, no because there was context to it. Uh, she was asked if they ever had had prior relations. Did they ever have a sexual attraction to one another? Uh, obviously, she said no. Clearly, he had some sort of attraction to her, I would imagine. And uh, well, that's what happened. Um, well, and I believe well, it. Well, I don't know if it's true or not, but the uh, way I understood it, she, she said in the interview that, that no, he did not throw me down enough like that. It was nothing sexual. That's what I got from the interview. But again, yeah, so that's I don't not, watch so, that, so, so that's not what I perceived from the interview. But let me ask you this question, sir, if you don't mind. Donald Trump. Yes, let me ask you this. Uh, I'll get your thoughts uh -huh. on this. Donald Trump has had 25-plus women that have accused him of sexual assault or rape, including his ex-wife. Uh, we know the right. comments he's made about women, bragging about sexual assault. Is it not within the realm of possibility that most likely this woman, Carol, is probably telling the truth? Uh, you never know. Um, you know, 25 is a lot. But in, in America, we have to say innocent to proven guilty. This is America. Uh, understood. So no matter what. Understood. But there are also exceptions to the rule. In this case, his ex-wife, his ex-wife accused him of rape, and then in court documents, and then he paid her off to keep her mouth shut. Uh, in this case, uh, now he's found liable. There's no exception to that rule. Everybody's innocent to prove guilty. There's no exception to that rule. Well, he's found liable for sexual abuse in a court of law. We know that. Well, again, I just like. I mean, I just like. You said you've seen the whole interview. But okay, but, but hold on. Let's go back. We're getting in the weeds now. Let's go back. You just said innocent until proven guilty. You obviously yes, believe yeah. in our justice system. Why aren't you Correct. trying to say that the jury got it right? The jury found that Donald Trump was criminal, well, not criminally, but liable for sexual abuse. Why can't you just say, okay, the jury found that there was enough evidence to find him liable? Well, again, again, that's why I called you, Brian, because I don't know the whole story. I was just trying to get, you know, right. I just know what I feel. I understand. Okay. I get and you, I my friend. Whole story. I get you, my friend. I, I hear what you're saying. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look up this case a little bit more in detail if you have the time. Uh -huh. 
and then I want you to call me back, and I want you to tell me what you think. Does that sound good? But one more final question, since you, sure. go, since you threw up to 25 other people, right? Yeah. Well, let's go back to our, our new president. You know? Sure. Right? Sure. So now, so now we got all these claims that he's getting money from all people. Now, not one claim, not two claims, but so many claims. So yeah. we should, should we go ahead and say, hey, you know what? got so many claims he's guilty of this crime and go ahead and convict him of that. Sure. So, first of all, where are the claims coming from? Well, again, it uh, doesn't matter where they come from. Hold on. These are it does from matter where it comes from because there's something called credibility. Where are the claims coming Let's from? Say, well, again, the credibility and let's say it's James what is? Or, okay, two questions. Where are the claims coming from and where is the evidence? Because Republicans okay, have not shown any evidence. Okay, All they've so, said is a claim, with, and then when they're asked to back it up with specifics, they have no evidence. Okay, I'll answer then, the question for okay. you. The claims are coming okay. from right-wing idiots that have no okay. evidence to the sort. There has been no okay. evidence shown that there was any criminal wrongdoing, and until there is, I'm going to say the same thing. There has been evidence that has come forward from those that have come forward that have said Donald Trump raped them, assaulted them, abused them. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. The thing is, you're calling somebody just because you don't agree with them an idiot. What if no, I'm calling somebody an idiot when they make a claim and they have no evidence to back up their claim. Find okay. me one person that has given actual real evidence okay. that Joe Biden committed a, climb, uh, a crime, and then I won't call them an idiot. Okay, so here's my point. My point is, what what physical evidence does this lady take to court that she can okay. say, hey, here's, here's the key. Here's, here's, here's the key word. It doesn't have to be okay. just physical evidence. What? It's something okay. called what? evidence. It doesn't have to be physical evidence. Evidence is evidence. And the jury, and this is why I say look up the case and I appreciate the call, the jury found there was enough evidence to find Donald Trump liable for abuse. The reason why I call these right-wingers idiots because they're making claims with literally zero evidence. And by the way, these people making the claims are lawmakers. They're idiots. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to Paul. Paul is next. Hi, Paul. <laughs> hey, Brian. How you doing, man? Good, man. What's up, my friend? Uh, sorry, you got me laughing from that last caller. <laughs> Listen, I, I was a Republican for a long time, and, and, and I'll vote for a Republican or Democrat, whoever the best candidate is. But we've gotten way past reality. I mean, you're right. If Donald Trump assaulted a woman on national TV, they would go out and make T-shirts and hats and Bible covers with him assaulting a woman and then claim that he is the next Jesus Christ because we're dealing with a religious cult. We are. Yeah. It's a mental illness. I don't disagree. We keep talking about mental illness. Christian nationalism is a mental illness. It doesn't matter how many people he assaults, what he does, what evidence he does. Don't forget, these same people pardoned Barabbas the murderer instead of Jesus, who did nothing wrong. It's the same mentality, Brian. It it's is the, the same, mentality, same mentality. I think that last caller had that sort of mentality, and he tried to make an analogy right. between a court of law and a jury of Donald Trump's peers saying that he was liable for sexual abuse, and he tried to make that comparison to a couple of right-wing idiot politicians with zero evidence that they have shown to back up a ridiculous claim that somehow Joe Biden committed uh, financial uh, crimes. Uh, until I see actual evidence, 
I'm going to call them an idiot. If you're willing to go out and say that the president committed a crime, in this case a financial crime, and you're willing to go on Fox News, don't you think you should be able to answer a simple question, which would be, what did he do? Who did he pay? Where's your evidence? And none of these Republicans can answer that because there is no evidence. That's why. It's just they're trying to see... Look at the shiny thing in the room, and let's not talk about all Donald Trump's real legal problems. Right. Let's try to make up a fabricated story, just like they think that yeah. you know, the, the Hunter Biden laptop is some sort of story, and that Joe Biden is a pedophile because he got a little close to a little girl and, and might have looked like he was sniffing her hair, so he must be a pedophile. <laughs> you know I mean, it's just these people are obsessed with with transgenders, with crossdressers. Yep. Uh, the reason why because this, a lot of them like them. Let's call us. To spay and a lot of these people in power are gay, DL, or just not. <laughs> they're not sure about their sexuality. Yeah. I think that's Andy, all it is. I think Andy's I, right about that. Uh, yes, and nothing's wrong with being gay. Nothing's wrong with being uh, liking transgenders. Nothing's wrong with being DL. Live the life you want to live. I'm not weaponizing, no. demonizing, that, but stop trying to no. project on other people because you get a hard on yeah. for trans women. Right. And, and now we have you know people want to talk yeah. about Joe Biden's diary, right? Or Joe Biden's daughter's diary. And in her diary, she says that her and her father showered together. Guess what? It's not illegal for a father and a daughter, as long as you're not being inappropriately touched, to shower with one another. But Republicans want to say that, no, Joe Biden's the pedophile. By the way, I don't believe Joe Biden's ever been charged with anything like that before. That Joe Biden's the pedophile. But when it comes to Donald Trump in a court of law, a jury saying that he's liable for, for sexual abuse. Oh, no. That, that can't be true. And they call themselves the party of law and order, and we believe in our justice system. I don't know. Go ahead. I'll give you the last word, my man. But I, No, it's okay. There. I, <laughs> no, and, and I'm not. I happen to be a man of faith, and I'm not judging anybody. But you, you, these people claim to be, a, and they use God and Jesus 48 times in every sentence that somehow, hey, Satan believes in God. Clearly, he's not a Christian. So just saying you believe in God, that's not enough. Right. But if they're going to say this and say, the greatest commandment is to love thy neighbor as thyself. Yep. He didn't say love thy straight neighbor. He right. said love your neighbor, whoever yep. it is. And I they agree. don't have any love. There's no compassion. It's all about owning the libtards and winning every battle. So yep. it's just pretty rich that these people that sit on the moral throne of justice judge everybody, hate everyone that's not a straight right question. So yeah. the last thing I'll say is there was a clip in Batman, and I think it describes the mentality. Alfred's talking to Bruce, and he's trying to understand why the Joker, what he wants. And Alfred says, Master Wayne, some people just want to watch the world burn. Yep. And I don't say that lightly, but I think some of these people just want to watch the world burn, and they think that the radical left, Black Lives Matter lip towards is their enemy, and then they sit in church on Sunday, and I think that's a real shame. Yeah, it is a real shame. It's hypocrisy at its I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it any better. I completely agree with you one hundred percent. I appreciate the call, my man. Good to hear from you. Thank you so much. Very good. Very good call. Very good call. Uh, I'll even take it. You know, a step further. You know, a lot of these Republicans. You know, they want to talk about the Constitution and they're constitutionalists. Yet, it was Donald Trump himself who wanted to amend parts of the Constitution. But Republicans don't want to talk about that. Mm. Um, they want to talk about their religion and they want to hide behind their religion. 
but yet they support one of the biggest centers in the history of this country when it comes to politics. They hide behind their religion when it talks about talking about the LGBT community, how so many of these Republicans don't believe in gay marriage. And yes, I do believe some of them are probably gay themselves, and yep. they're, which is really sad yep. that they're afraid to come out and just be who they are. Yep. Um, they are obsessed with transgenders. Yep. It's amazing. These, some of them are touching them behind the scenes. You, probably. Who would Have you, you been to D.C.? <laughs> who I've you, lived in D.C. for would several you, years. Who would you say would be the favorite if you had to guess one Republican? The favorite what? I don't know. The, the favorite, uh, you know, if you had to guess one Republican in Washington right now that is anti-transgender that you would say to yourself probably is attracted to transgenders, who would you who would you say that would be? You have to go first because I, I, I don't know who I would say, to be honest. I need more time than that. <laughs> I, I, well, George Santos, who we're going to talk about next, is definitely I one would, of them. I would say that, but that was a, that was an easy pick. That I would was say like Marjorie Taylor Greene likes transgenders. Who? Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's you so against she's it. Sexually, yeah, I think I think she's got something going there. I, no, I, I, um, I would say because she's a woman, I would disagree with that though. You think so? Because there's a lot of women who don't. I would like say women. I would say one of the favorites to me would be Jim Jordan, mm. or as I like to call him, Gymnasium Jordan. Mm. What Tucker Carlson? Even though he's on a politician. I would say Tucker Carlson has a tendency, I would believe, I would have a tendency to believe that he might have a wild side sexually. And that has nothing to do with transgenders. I'm just saying. Somebody said Lindsey Graham, easy. Yes. That is a, that, you know what? I totally, I totally agree. Lindsey Graham is somebody who I could see, Jamie. That's a good one. Totally. 150%. Maybe I should ask that to our callers. Who do you think, as a right-wing Republican out there who says, who claims to be anti-transgender, but uh, think that they're attracted to transgenders? Yeah, I would love to. You know, it's it's so interesting to me because the people that talk are so against the gay community. They're so against LGBTQ, uh, you know, and the community are usually the ones that might have might be in the closet, for yeah. lack of a better term, or have already had their experiences. Yeah, Mike Pence. Ooh. Mike Pence. That's the Ooh. favorite to me. I'm going with Mike Pence, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. I'm going with Mike Pence. Now, obviously, we're having a little bit of fun here, but this is a serious issue. Republicans today don't want to talk about Donald Trump's legal troubles. They want to talk about some conspiracy theory about Hunter Biden's laptop. They want to talk about Joe Biden, the pedophile, or Democrats are all pedophiles. But they don't want to talk about how Donald Trump, it was proven in a court of law, he's a sexual abuser. They don't want to talk about the economy. They claim they want to talk about immigration and the issues at the border, yet they want to talk about transgenders and they want to talk about drag queens weeding books to kids. Uh, queens, yeah, drag queens. Drag queens. Uh, reading books to kids. And they want to take books off the shelves and how critical race theory and, and Democrats and all these teachers are indoctrinating our kids. It is an absolute joke. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick ba- break. The number to call again, can't. we're going to take a quick bake. I don't know. I can't talk all of a sudden. 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, now's the time to do so. We are going to talk about George Santos a little bit when we come back. Uh, he was arrested uh, earlier today. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. We'll take a quick break and we will be back right after this. You are listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. 
Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Then join one of the fastest growing talk shows, Pushing the Limits. We have a wide range of sales packages that can fit your budget. Anything from on-site live remotes to in-studio interviews, email Jamie. Jamie D at KSHP.com. That's J-A-I-M-E capital D-E-E at KSHP.com. Hey, everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I want to tell you guys about my favorite gaming bar in town, which, of course, is Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. 
Today happens to be Wednesday, so you're lucky. You go to Jackson's today. If you earn just 200 points, you get to spin the wheel, a chance to win up to 3,000 in free slot play. Earn another 300 points, and you get to spin the wheel again. How cool is that? A friend of mine was in there the other day, won $500 in free slot play. How about that? Jackson's Bar and Grill, great food, great atmosphere. I love it there. And the owners uh, could not be nicer. They're great friends. Jackson's Bar and Grill, uh, located at Flamingo and Jones. Please check them out. Tell them I sent you. Also, tonight is Wednesday night, and I'm going to be hanging out with uh, Jamie D and the gang. You uh, sure are. He's going to be doing some trivia night at TGI Fridays. Are they are they giving me free breadsticks for saying this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm screaming. Yeah, but yes, yeah. I am hosting trivia nights yes. at the Gold Coast Casino inside of the TGI Fridays every Wednesday. I will be from there. 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. And I'm it's bringing... a fun, lit trivia night. Are, you get, are there any, are there any gifts? Did, did anybody win? Oh, yeah. Them? There's a lot of prizes for you to win. What do you I'm not going to tell you. you got to come. got to come. <laughs> okay. That's do the I, point. Do I get come. free breadsticks? You got to come. Well, TJ Friday. Well, speaking of what you just Friday said, 8 PM uh, until 10 PM. I'm so glad you said that because speaking of that, uh, Evan Stone, very famous porn star, will be joining us on I knew, Friday I knew, I knew it. at that's, Sapphire. That, that's why I switched yes. my, my yes. language and said uh, something different. Sapphire. We're going to be broadcasting <laughs> live from Who Sapphire. Who is this guy coming? Uh, let me explain. Say his name again? Yeah. So hold on, I'll get there. A let me, let me start. From, let me start from the beginning. Uh, Sapphire Topless Pool, the only gentleman's club with a topless pool. Uh, we are going to be broadcasting live there on Friday, and the special guests that are uh, that are supposed to be uh, showing up, and, unless something happens, of course. Uh, Chris Wynn's favorite porn star, Evan Stone, has said that he will be there. Uh, we also have one of the most talented comedians and and and. Wait, and, pause. Do you have a favorite porn star? <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, pause. I'm right in the middle of giving you. That, that's fine. But do you have a favorite porn star? <laughs> Not really, no. Oh, no. God. <laughs> this man is... Uh, John DiDomenico, uh, uh, who is probably world's best Trump impersonator, will be there. Uh, we're also going to have... I'm a big fan of Guns N' Roses, and what a phenomenal uh, uh, what a phenomenal musician. DJ Ashba is going to be joining us. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to interviewing him. Brian, the normal gang, too. Brian Salmon will be there. Uh, NBA veteran and UNLV superstar Marcus Banks will be there. Uh, Mac Miller will be there. Tim Treffinger will be there. Uh, the, the normal, uh, personalities on the show will be there and some very special guests and celebrities. I'm trying to get my boy, you know, he's got a show in town Saturday. Uh, I know, Jamie, you've probably never heard of the band Filter before, but, nope. uh, Hey Man, Nice Shot was a big song back in the, uh, I probably know 90s. the music, not the name. Yeah. Uh, Take a Picture was, it was a big song as well. Uh, but, uh, Richard Patrick is the lead singer of Filter. He's actually got a show in Vegas. Uh, little Hey Man, Nice Shot action there. Nice little bass there. Uh, so I'm trying to get Richard to show up to Sapphire on Friday. It's real tough to get, you know, men to show up to uh, a, a half, a beautiful women half naked at the pool. Very, very difficult. But uh, anyway, we're gonna have a lot of fun there on Friday. That was the point I was trying. And to this make. Wednesday, tonight, and, and tonight, no topless people tonight. Uh, you never know. No. It is TGI Fridays. What happens in Vegas stays yeah. in Vegas. This is true. So, but uh, anyway. Hope you all can join us at, at Sapphire on Friday. Uh, they treat us great there. They treat everybody great. It's just a wonderful place to just have good, uh, a good fun with with great employees. They're, they really are awesome over there. All right. So, and it's interesting because I, I, somebody had told me yesterday that there are some people in town that do uh, remotes in front of gun stores, and I said, mm-hmm. "Wow, that's that, that's really fun doing a remote uh, on concrete." 
in front of a gun store. That mm-hmm. there's nothing more I'd rather do than do that. Boy, that sounds like so much fun. D- you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, doing a show at a topless pool with beautiful people and, and celebrities mm. and food and drinks. That just sounds horrible. Mm. But uh yeah, let's show up to a remote in front of a gun store. That sounds that, that mm. sounds like a lot of fun. Uh by the way, uh breaking news, uh Bobby Huggins, we talked about this yesterday. Um has agreed to a, we talked about what he said he used a gay slur uh, on a radio show he's agreed to a three game suspension and a one million dollar salary reduction and sensitivity training yep. what did I tell you I yep. said go with the sensitive I am I, I think yep. that is beyond appropriate yep I do too yep you, I said the other two things I said he shouldn't get fully fired he should be suspended and have a pay cut and then you said the sensitivity training but also That's exactly too, I, what happened but true but I would say this with, with when it comes to sensitivity training a lot of these trainings you could just click 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 depending on if you're in person yeah. or not I truly want these people who make these remarks to have to go sit in front of a crowd of people and have these conversations with transgenders, gay yeah. people, and those alike. That is listen, more impactful I'm gonna than making it. somebody sit down and have a sensitivity and training or l- lose their job. Listen, I'm going to go on the radio right now, and I'm going to own something that I've never owned oh before. God. And oh I'm going to be honest with all the listeners. My eyes are rolling. Yeah. You just don't see them yet. <laughs> There's no question that there is a specific type of sensitivity training that I need. I'll explain. Mm, mm. I need... Orange turd training. I knew it. I need right wing buffoon training. Yes. I knew it. Sorry, Donald Trump's interrupting us in the background. Mm. I I need Cheeto Jesus training. I need people to explain to me that I need to be okay with former presidents, criminals, despicable human beings. You just have to just, Brian, you just got to learn to just let it go. He do, Brian. Let yeah. it go. Just gotta let it let, go. Let that man go. But you know, here's break up with him. He's no good for you. Well, I never dated him. He's to begin cheating with. on you all the time with other people. Just break up with him. If Brian. I did date him, I'd probably have a sexual abuse case on my hands oh, right now. My but um, he he might be attracted to people like me. I don't know. I mean, but, you look um, like his type, Brian. Yeah, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What music is that? Doctor said, "How do you know so much about this?" Maybe I have a natural ability. Maybe I should have done that instead of running for president. What? What's the natural ability? I don't know. Assaulting yeah, women? I missed it. Taking drugs? Assaulting women? What's going on? I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. fake hair. Having the worst golf swing. Do you think Donald Trump is into trans? Donald Trump has a worse golf swing than Charles Barkley. Do you think so, Brian? What? That Donald Trump is into trans women? No, I would I say so. that, uh, you know, sadly, I will admit the fact that he, he has been with some beautiful women. He has? Uh, and I'm not saying that trans women can't be beautiful either. I don't want to get the emails and the... And, say, and the you need and sensitivity the, and training. The, and the messages, but it, it appears to me that Donald Trump has never dated a transgender before. It appears to me. I don't know what's between their legs. Listen, Melania Trump could be transgender, but she did Why pose She did that? pose naked, so I, uh, maybe she has a really good surgeon. I don't know. But uh, but no, no. I would, I would be willing to believe that... Um, Donald Trump probably, probably. Right. You're going to get caught up one day. You're going to need sensitivity training. Well, I'm going to, I'm answering your question. I'm trying to answer it honestly. <laughs> Why did you just call Melania Trump a transgender? <laughs> I didn't say that. I said she could be. I don't know. That's called somebody I don't, trans. I, I don't know. We never know for sure. I mean, you never know for sure in, until you get a surprise, right? You never know for sure until, uh, you, uh, you know, I did have one horrible date and it didn't go that far. But, Was it trans? Uh, I did have one date that I've talked about on the air before where uh, I met somebody on an online dating website, thought it was a, uh, a, an attractive woman. It turns out to be somebody that I didn't think it was. And I've talked about this show before. Uh, I talked to Wait, was it a before. trans person or was it a catfish? Those are two different things. No, I believe it was somebody that was trans. And, and uh, I was admitted that to me afterwards. So, yes. 
But they said beautiful in person? Um, Be honest. In my personal opinion? No. No? Not, not my type. I shouldn't say not beautiful. I should say not my type. Let's put it that way. Because of her trans? Because, because of how they looked? Because I like women that are born women. No, but how did, how did she look? Did she look beautiful? No. So it was obvious she was Beauty transitioning. lies the eyes of the beholder. I'm telling you in my Did personal... she look like a man still? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and she had bigger hands than me. And uh, she had an Adam's apple. And those were not her pictures on a website called Plenty of Fish. Okay, those were not the pictures that I saw. So I'll give you the quick story real quick, and then we'll go into the George oh Santos gosh. stuff. But since I brought it up, I have no problem in telling this story on the air. <laughs> Jamie, they're not going to hear if you keep laughing. They're not going to be able to hear the story. Um, I'm so sorry. I, uh, 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 what I thought was a very, I was attracted to at the time uh, on a website, um, looked like a, a beautiful Asian woman. It was an Asian trans. And well, let me come on, let me get through it. And then um, we met for sushi. I had never met this person before, never even talked to this person on the phone. Walks through the door, and I'm like, "Is this that person?" Oh no! And uh, hi, a deep voice. Hi, I'm I'm Brenda. Um, I'm just making that up. I don't know if that was her name or not. Hi, I'm Brenda. Hi. Um, Stop. This, is so this person had an Adam's apple. So right away, I look at that, and my immediate response was, I don't think this is a woman. Um, Bigger hands than me, stronger handshake. That's never a good sign. A stronger handshake? It was like the gym teacher handshake, you know, not a good sign. So then we go and sit down and we're at, and I asked her, I'm, I'm, at this time, I'm, I feel like I'm going to throw up because I'm like, what do I do? You think you feel like you're going to throw up? There's plenty of dates that I've had and I'm sure it's vice versa where they're not attracted to me either, but you're still going to be cordial. You know, the attraction isn't there, but you have the dinner and maybe Mm. you can make a friend. I'm totally open to that transgender or not, but you got to tell the person in advance. So I asked this person, um, do you have any kids? No. <laughs> you ever been married before? No. No kids, huh? No. When was your last relationship? Oh, it was a few years ago. And as every second passes, I'm more and more convinced that uh, I'm dating. Uh, I shouldn't say dating, but I'm out on a date with somebody that I believed I thought was a woman that is not a woman. Um, I go into the bathroom and I start panicking. <laughs> Why are you panicking? I'm panicking because I, I'm not comfortable. And I, I it's not because I am transphobic. It's because I my was prepared face. to go on a date with somebody. Oh, my face. And I don't like the fact that this person clearly lied to me. Yeah. That I don't I like. I personally believe withholding information is lying. I am. But I'm not done yet. I'm not oh, done yet, there's though. more. Yeah, there's more. I'm going to make you laugh more. So I'm my figuring out how the hell do I get out of here? I did something that I've never done in my 25. 25- did you climb through the window? No, I didn't do that. I was thinking about it, though. Yeah, the buzzer definitely sounded. Um, so her back is to me, his, her, whatever. Um, <laughs> I get out of the restaurant and I go into my car and I start to feel a little guilty. I'm like, do I go back in? Luckily, we didn't order anything except a glass of water. And um, I say, can you please be honest with me? Are you really a man? You went back in? No, I texted the person. Okay. Because there was still a part of me that said, okay, maybe I can go back in if they're honest with me. Mm-hmm. I said, be honest with me. Are, are you really a man or are you, are you trans? And the only response I got was, F you, go to hell, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and by the way, I wasn't rude. So I said, okay, I think it's time to leave right now. I got a text message the next day that said, um, yeah, I probably should have told you. I said, yeah, you know, for a straight man to go out with a woman on a dating website 
What did you think was going to happen? Right. If we got to second or third base, I would find out that you had male genitalia. Is that what you <laughs> wanted to happen? Do you think that would have been a really, really good situation to be put in? Oh, my God. Yeah, is that what you would have wanted? Oh, my I have God. no problem with transgenders. I have a problem with people who lie. Oh. Okay? This person lied to me. What if? Let's just put a hypothetical out there because this is much more entertaining than talking about George Santos. Let's just say, what if I was attracted to this person? Didn't know that this person was a transgender. Right? Follow me up. She or he invites me back to their place. I say, Stop saying that. (laughs) Well, because I don't know what's down there. But let's just say that happened. You are putting me in a position, figuratively and literally, where we could get to an area where I might see that person without clothes on. How do you think that's going to go down? Well, how would it go down, Brian? I would Tell freak me. out. I would freak. What would your actions be? I would get the hell out of them and say, you're a liar. Okay, but you, you wouldn't harm the person, no. right? No. Okay, I'm making sure because it was giving very much harm. What I was going to say was I would perform. No, I'm just kidding. Perform I'm, what? I'm Fellatio? Kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> that was a, that well, was a big the re- joke. The reason I... Uh, oh, was it big? How big? No, I'm not going the, there. The reason I... <laughs> The reason I ask is because the, the, a lot of times we do see that men who are either bamboozled by a trans individual or and who actually interact with the trans individual and get outed for that, yeah. they end up harming that individual. I personally believe that if you're trans, you should be honest with your partner or whoever you're, that you're going on a date with. I do understand that some people want who are trans want to protect themselves and stay safe so they don't want to tell anybody they're trans until after the fact or if they're getting towards you know being sexual which i can a little bit understand that because everyone wants to feel safe but also wouldn't you rather want somebody who wants you for you from the jump of course versus waiting until that happens now you're all in an uncomfortable situation to answer your question i would not pull lorena bobbitt by the way i know john what what, and what oh you don't know who john wayne bobbitt is what you i don't know what you said do you know who john wayne bobbitt is no i have to google it what happened oh wow he doesn't know who john you said you won't pull a who John Wayne Bobbitt got his penis cut off by his uh, woman at the time. Why? Yeah, John's been on this show before. It's a long story. We don't need to get into that. But I'm just saying I would not have pulled a John Wayne Bobbitt. What, what did he do? I just told you. He got his penis cut but off. But why? I'm not going to go into the whole what, what, story. What's a snippet? What? <laughs> snippet. She, she, snippet. she claimed why he abused her, and, and that was uh, not proven, I don't think, in court. And uh, What does it do with trans? It doesn't have anything to do with trans, but you asked me, would you harm that per individual? And I said, I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't do a Lorena, Lorena, oh, you know, or a uh, you said I wouldn't John do a Wayne John Bobbitt. Bobbitt. Okay, yes, makes that, sense. that oh, that's, that's what I said. Oh, it's interesting know. you say that about honesty though, because I remember I had a date. Yes, I do get dates from time to time. I had a date, um, with a woman on a, a real woman on a, uh, <laughs> on a social media website. But she never would talk to me on the phone. And I thought that was kind of weird. You'd like to talk to some. Mm. I like to talk to somebody on the phone first. FaceTime. I, forget, forget that well, FaceTime. FaceTime's cool. But I, I like to get to know get to know them, uh, not because I'm going to assume that they might be a man, but because I want to know what their personality is. I want to know if they're shy because I don't like shy people. I don't get mm. along great with shy people. Nothing against them, but I'm just, I like mm. to talk and I like them to talk. So she never would talk to me on the phone. And, and we would talk on, the, on chat for like a month. And we had great conversations. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And then out of the blue, she goes, what are you doing Saturday night? Do you want to meet? I said, yeah, I'd love to. Mm -hmm. So she says, why don't I come to your place and we can order a pizza? I said, I said, I said, wow, that's really strange. I said, I've never met you before. I don't want to do that because I'm, I'm on, you know, that most women wouldn't do that. Why do you want to do that with me? I've been talking to you for a long time. We got a good rapport and there's a reason. There's something I want to tell you. There's a reason. You want to tell me at my house? Absolutely the heck not. So. 
this was a while ago. I was a lot younger. I was closer to your age. I'm old now. But for whatever reason, I said yes, and there was something about her that I really Brian, liked. How horny were you? No, no, it wasn't. It had nothing. To, it had nothing to do with that. Why would you say yes? Uh, because at this, I'll tell you why. Because at this point, I was very, very curious. Because she's, and you let them at. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, she stops over. I'm living in a two bedroom apartment at the time. By yourself with roommates. By myself. Mm. I was. I had Can't a nice money. place at the time, and uh, this happened in Seattle. Washington. Oh, yeah, wow. I had a nice two-bedroom apartment. I was actually making a lot of money. Were you on the radio then, too? I was. Oh, wow. And so she comes over. I'm, sh- I'm giving her a tour of my place. Five minutes go by. She literally doesn't say one word. And I'm like, okay. I'm exp- I am mean, I gave her a hug when she came does she in. Look, does this individual look like a woman? Absolutely. Okay. Very, pretty? Very, absolutely. She okay. looked even better in person. Okay. Very pretty. Asian? No. No. White girl. Very pretty. Um, so I'm showing her around my place, and I'm after five minutes. I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" I went, "Hello." I did the uh, Reese thing. Yeah, I did the. <laughs> uh-uh. I did the. Or what do you call that? The um, you can't see me. Yeah, yeah. It's, I not, did, a, it's not an Angel Reese thing. I did it came the from wrestling. <laughs> I did the Angel Reese thing, um, and she points to her ears. Completely she deaf. Completely 100 deaf. <gasps> yeah. Stop. Yeah. So we're writing on a piece of paper back to each other. <laughs> It was the most awkward thing I've ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was really awkward. Um, oh my gosh! Please yeah. don't drag me. I'm not laughing so at the person. Being at the deaf. end, at the end oh. of the date, so to speak, I had so many more pages than even I have here today with all the things Donald Trump has said about women. I had a lot of, um, you know, the whole thing was written down. It was crazy. Gave her a kiss goodnight. I didn't like the fact she kept that for me. And then my friend shows up after she leaves, friend of mine, male friend. And he says, how'd your date go, man? And I said, read it. It's all right in there. Stop it. <laughs> so, Brian, the true question that I want to know the answer to is, did you yes. get sexual with her? No, I did not. Did you want to? Um, I, You know, sometimes I make good decisions in life. Sometimes I don't. This was a good decision. Why wasn't it? Why was it a I'll good tell decision you, to not be sexual with her? Just because she can't I'll, hear. I'll tell you why. Because I didn't like the fact that she kept that from me. I think that when you're on a dating website, you need to, if you're deaf or blind or whatever, all the power, to, whatever, you need to be, well, that's important. You need to be upfront with people. You need to be upfront with people. And she wasn't upfront with me. I didn't Ryan, know. If the person was blind, how would they be on a dating website? How do I go see you? I'm just giving that as an example. Could you imagine? Well, when you're when you're deaf, I have no problem with that, but I want to be prepared for it. And you got to be honest with me. Uh, we still talk to today. We you message do? once in a while. We message each other. So, how many times have you seen her since that date? Um, I only saw her one other time. It what was, was this for? More of a friendly get together type thing. Um, but was it just you two? Or was this a group setting? A group. Group, yeah. You invited her out? Yes, I did. You were trying to smoothish her, weren't you? No, I was she not. Were. No, I'm Why'd I'm, you invite her out? I, listen, I think by now you probably know I'm pretty honest with what I say on and off the air. <laughs> I'm being completely honest with you. I didn't like the fact that I uh, I didn't like the fact that she kept something from me that while I while I empathize with her, being deaf mm-hmm. it has to be an extremely difficult thing to live with, even though people are able to do it and I give them all the power in the world with sign language, which I don't know, by the way. Well, she's doing sign language to you? Although Kyle Rittenhouse is very good at sign language because apparently this is the white supremacist sign. It's not the okay sign. Oh, my but, God. Um, but no, in all seriousness, um, whether you're – when you get the snip snip, whether you're transgender, whether you're deaf, whatever you are, the point in case is if you go out with somebody, 
or you're on a dating website and people don't know you personally, you need to be upfront with them. And I understand there's probably a lot of people that don't want to go out with somebody who's deaf. There might be some people that don't want to go out with somebody who's transgendered. I'm one of them. And when I mean go out, I don't mean as friends. I mean as, as a possible relationship, as a date. Doesn't mean I'm transphobic. It's just not what I'm attracted to. It's not what I'm looking yeah, for. I mean, I personally am not into trans individuals. However, I support that community. Yeah. I think we all deserve love. Actually, yesterday, a member of B5 just announced that they are dating somebody who is trans. And I was like, that's awesome. I think that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. The, uh, well, I'm du- just saying. Do you know who Dustin Michael is? Do you even I know don't. the band B5? It, it's, I yeah. wouldn't expect you to know who they are. Yeah. But it's, it's just the old uh, R&B African Just like group. I wouldn't expect you to know who, who John Wayne Bobbitt is. I wasn't, I wasn't born. But even with that being said. When was um, that happen, really? When did that happen, John? <laughs> you got to know who Barry Manilow is, though. We gotta, I mean, we gotta okay, so break, so I will say this though. I will say I wanted to mention that I did know some of the songs and I didn't know his name. Okay, so I took it back. Well, I but anyway, know. with that being said, I like, the member of like I said B five Dustin Michaels did just announce yesterday he's relationship with a trans woman, and a lot of straight men are going at him, calling him gay and stuff. And my thing is, hey, love who you love. Who cares if you if let's say for example today you say you're not into trans people, but then tomorrow you change your mind. Who cares? Live your life. Yeah, I can tell you that's probably not going to happen. But I didn't uh, say you. But, but uh, I didn't say you. But I, I am pro. And you never know. Don't don't say pro, never. Say never. I am pro LGBTQ community. I'm pro transgender. I, I want people to be who they are. All right. So we've got to take a break now. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, one of the biggest names in, in, in poker history joining us next. A uh, lot to get to with Real Kid Poker, Danny Negrano, including right. his heads up match with Eric Pearson, who I, I want to talk to him a little bit about that. Obviously, we have a huge, huge game four tonight. Like, monster game four. This, uh, I think if the Knights win tonight, the series is over. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knight, Edmonton Oilers, the Vegas Golden Knights are up two to one, and, and uh, the always very knowledgeable, great insight with Danny Negrano, big uh, hockey fan. I don't know if he's a big of a VGK fan as he is a hockey fan, but uh, we'll talk to him when we come back. We'll take a quick break. Real Kid Poker joining us next. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. 
Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Real Kid Poker's favorite song, so that's that's the official intro. Um, of course, we got the World Series of Poker, which is right around the corner. Jumping up upon us, the WSOP. We got the Vegas Golden Knights up 2-1 up in Edmonton tonight, eh? Uh, going to uh, preview that game and so much to get to. Uh, well, always one of my favorite guests to have on, of course, Real Kid Poker himself, Daniel Negrano, joining us. Daniel, good to see you as always. Thanks for joining us, my friend. How What's are you? What's up, Daniel? I'm doing good. You, you threw me a new uh, version of the Redemption song there, a little more like Headbanger style. Did you see me rocking <laughs> out, Daniel? Like what? I don't even know. Like what's your genre of music? Are you like me, like an alternative rock 90s guy? Are you an 80s guy? Do you like any of this new stuff? Like what are you into? Well, mostly I grew up listening to reggae, Bob Marley and the like, nice. you know, some hip hop and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, I've sort of expanded my tastes a little bit. I like some weird, crazy world music, like whether it's Indian, Bollywood style. I mean, I'm all over the map, but yeah. I was never a country guy or a heavy metal guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only anything but those two and I'm good. Well, I'm going to blame you since you're Canadian for creating Nickelback. I hate that band and I just wanted <laughs> to be very I just wanted to be very clear well, on I that. But uh, I like some, you know, one of my favorite bands of the 90s, Our Lady Peace, mm. Canadian band, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm more of a 90s guy, but I'm with I'm with you Danny. I'm not much of a country fan myself. All right. Before we get to VGK hockey, 
I have to ask you one or two poker questions because I know you never talk about poker, so I figured I would I would help you out there. But no, in all seriousness, the heads up match you had, Daniel, against Eric Pearson uh, was very very entertaining. First of all, I have to ask you, where did you get that muscle tank top? Where did you get that suit from? Yeah, so we do this fun like show called High Stakes Duel on Poker Go, and you know I knew I was playing Eric, and I thought, well, how can I make this a little more fun? And Eric's always a guy who wears no sleeves. He's a big, strong dude. Right. He's like an alpha male, right? I was like, all right, what if I, so I ordered a muscle shirt, you know, and then I put a blue tank top and I also got two fingers, like those big foam fingers. Right. Because right. when he played Hellmuth, he gave him like the double bird. Right. So I was like in the way and I said, listen, if it gets out of hand, I'm ready to roll. And I showed him the double bird all in good fun. Oh, like, yeah. you know, I, fun, fun I, match all around. I thought it was very entertaining. You know, I look at Eric as a guy who obviously has a lot of money. He's a very successful businessman. I'm just curious, how would you rate his poker game, you know, uh, in general compared to other professionals? Do you consider him a professional or do you consider him an amateur that has a lot of money that has moderate poker skills? What would you consider his poker game at right now? Well, to be precise, you know, he does make a lot of money in these cash games and good spots and good games. And that's playing ring game. Now, what that means is, you know, against seven or eight other players. I don't think he has a lot of experience playing specifically heads up. And I do. So I found he made some mistakes there, you know, with some of the, the decisions he was making. I was a little bit surprised because it's really tough. If you've never played one-on-one heads up, you know, a lot of the things you think is correct about poker just goes out the window and it's a totally mm-hmm. different game. I remember it was Antonio S. Fondiaria. I was talking to him about heads up poker and he said, you know, at least 80% of the hands in position you should be raising before the flop, regardless of what your cards are. Do you agree? It's approximately 80%. Yeah, that changes as the stack, the stack depths get smaller. Like, say, for example, if you only have, if the blinds are 500, 1,000, and the guy's only got 15,000, well, you don't raise every hand anymore because, you know, he's going to put it all in against you. But in the beginning, when you're deeper, right around 80% is correct. All right. Fair, fair enough. That's a good tip. And, and, and Esfandiari, pretty good heads up poker player as well. I want to talk to you, uh, about a story that you put up on your social media, which, which is pretty darn cool, sad and then turning into a positive, which is this Uber driver, right? There's a video that was circulating online with millions of views of this Uber driver getting emotional, talking about how he got this $1 tip and that, you know, he's struggling and, and, and it's not just him. There's so many people in society and you can feel his pain and his emotion, uh, you know, whether you're a food delivery driver, Uber, whatever the case may be. And then uh, you kind of put a lot of uh, emphasis on this story. You put it up on your social media. And uh, I guess he's he's getting a lot of notoriety, and which is a, a, a great thing. What do you make of this story? It really is a touching story. And it, and it goes to show the good of humanity, right, of people just helping people that are struggling. So, I, you know, before I posted it and, you know, retweeted or whatever, I, I was thinking to myself, okay, you know, you're going to get the, you're going to get the backlash from all the people who say, it's not my responsibility to pay the tips. The company should do that. I'm like, I get that. And I agree with you. And that's sort of the point. I understand the system's broken. They should be taken care of, them. but that's not the case. And this guy just did like a one hour delivery. He gets $2 from the app and you tipped him a dollar 19. He's not even going to cover gas. So if you are going to use these apps, just keep that in mind, right? I agree wholeheartedly. You know, in Europe, there really is no tipping. But the companies themselves pay these things. And you're right that these workers are taken advantage of. So there's really no point in going down that road of discussing that. I just saw a guy who me and my wife both felt like, you know, this guy's trying. Like he's trying to work, yeah. you know, he's trying to work. But like, and, you know, everyone says, well, he should get a better job. I'm like, that's so insensitive. Like, you don't know what he's what jobs are available, what he can possibly do. Obviously, 
I agree. Like if everyone stopped doing that job, maybe they you know, the, the wages would be better, but right. I don't know. I just felt like a nice thing to do for somebody who was, in, was struggling. I, I, right. com- I commend you for doing Seriously, that, that because I wouldn't know about this story if I didn't go on your our Twitter page today. And, and I, I appreciate you doing that. I guess that goes to another question, which involves poker, which is, have you been in situations, which I'm sure you have in poker where guy takes down a $30,000, $40,000 pot, throws the dealer a dollar or doesn't throw the dealer anything at all, doesn't give the dealer anything at the end of the session. Uh, do you say something? Is it their business? You don't say anything. How do you handle a situation like that? I'm curious. Yeah, no, we don't say anything. And I'll tell you what, as a sidebar, generally what happens in these high stakes games now is every whenever a new dealer sits, the first hand they deal, whoever wins that pot pays the rate and tips the dollar $25. So then it's like, you know, it's guaranteed. Now, People can still tip in addition to that, but they don't have to feel ob- obliged to because the dealer in 30 minutes is making 25 bucks. If he plays two downs, that's 50 bucks. That's decent, right? So I don't begrudge people. Listen, I'm a professional, right? I'm working. I understand the dealer's working too. Um, when I lose a hand, the dealer doesn't throw me a dollar, right? Yeah. So while I understand it, it's similar to the other argument, right? Where they should be getting enough wages where... You know, we don't, we shouldn't be obligated to tip. And I don't begrudge people who choose not to. Like, yeah. if you make, if you make, say, for example, a hundred thousand a year playing poker and you tip generously and you end up tipping like by the end of the year, 20, 30,000 in tips, that's a big part of your income as well. So mm, it's a difficult decision. And I, and I leave it to the, I leave it up to the person. I remember hearing a story, Daniel, uh, Joe Hashem back in the day, the former, you know, World Series of Poker main event champion. I don't know if this story's true or not. Maybe you can tell me if you heard this, where he wins the main event. And, uh, he was asking a, a dealer, uh, at the time, how much should I tip? Like, I don't, I don't even know how much I should tip. I just won the main event. And the dealer said, I don't care. Uh, do whatever you want. And I guess the dealer was really rude to him. And I heard that because of that, he didn't tip a dollar after he won the main event. Have you heard that story? And is that true or not? Never heard that story. I would doubt the veracity. I would doubt the truth of that story because from what I know of Joe Hashem, he's always been a generous. Okay, good you know, given person. And I, I would be shocked if that were the case. Good, good. I hope that's not true. I just heard that a rumor. And, and as we know, rumors aren't always true. All right, let's talk a little VGK hockey, my man. Um, and let's talk about this series, which has been entertaining and weird at the same time. Well, the entire playoffs have been, uh, NHL playoffs have been weird, right? With the, with Colorado Avalanche going down, with the Boston Bruins going down, very difficult to predict. Uh, but what do you make of the fact that, you know, the Knights come out, Game one, they get the job done at home. And then game two, it, they just decided not to show up. The goaltending wasn't good. Uh, the defensively, they were, they were atrocious. And then they go into Edmonton, series tied 1-1, and, and they looked, uh, Edmonton looked like they just swapped positions it, the game prior. What do you make of, uh, before we get to the game tonight, what do you make of this series and what's gone down so far? So yeah, no, you're not, you're not wrong in that. I think here's the thing. Edmonton's only played well one game. They played okay. They didn't think they played very well in game one, but it was a close one. In game two, they did play well, and it wasn't. In game three, they didn't play well. And what's interesting about that team right now is, you know, Dreisaitl's showing up, McDavid's showing up. Everyone else on that team has been terrible. Yeah. Like, it's really strange. You're not getting any support. Jeff Skinner, is his save percentage is like 888. Mm-hmm. Really, really, that's not very, that's very bad, right? Here's the thing I think with Vegas, right? Vegas will bring relatively close effort. They are what they are, Right. Edmonton, when they play at their best, they will win, right? The problem is how often are they going to, as a team, be able to do that? And as you said, in game three, you know, they, they just really didn't show up and Skinner let in a few bad ones. So the, you, you never know which Edmonton you're going to get, but I've been very surprised, honestly, to see how poorly they've played um, down the lineup. 
The Knights have been very good at even strength. It's been a big bonus in their game. And, uh, you know, Cassidy has talked a lot about uh, need a little bit more from the defense as far as scoring. You know, Zach Whitecloud's goal was awesome. I thought that was pretty cool. And and seven points, I think, the defense has had in this series, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what do you make of that? And what do you think are things that maybe with the Vegas Golden Knights that have surprised you a little bit, particularly in game three? Because I was really surprised at how well the Knights played in game three. Yeah, I don't really think Bruce Cassidy or anybody cares where the goals are coming from, whether it's defense or offense. The fact is they're scoring them. One of the things you notice in Game 3 is Vegas does want to play transition hockey. They you know, they want to play off the rush. In Game 3, Edmonton just let them. They didn't do anything through the neutral zone. Uh, they weren't playing tough in front of the net. Um, for Vegas, I thought you know they, they played well. They played to their system, and when they do that, they're going to have a chance. Obviously, we saw you know LB got knocked out of the game, but I think Aiden Hill healthy is an upgrade in that uh, I did say this before with LB like he'd only played 24 games max in one season which isn't a lot right it's very difficult to play every other night during the playoffs and mm-hmm. where the wear and tear in your body I mean not that I was rooting sure. for him to get hurt but it seemed like a reasonable possibility luckily for them they have Aiden Hill now Aiden Hill's coming off an injury he gets hurt <laughs> now there's some significant problems uh, I I don't think I've ever said this uh, the only time I've ever said this is when the Vegas Golden Knights in year one were up one nothing, uh, one game to zero against the Capitals, if you remember. And the Knights were obviously the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup at that point. They were they were the favorite to win the series. We know that didn't happen. Right now we're at that same point, uh, which is which is mesmerizing. We're not even at the Western or Eastern Conference Finals right now. The Vegas Golden Knights are the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Do you agree or disagree with that? Well, I think what they do when they factor these in is obviously they look, they look at the road to the win. You know, they look at uh, the series scores and other, you know, uh, series and things like that. I don't like, I wouldn't bet them as the favorite because obviously, you know, with Aiden Hill there, you know, that, that's like I said, I think it's an upgrade, but uh, will he be able to stand up through another like 20 games just coming off an injury? Um, and again, I don't think they're, this series is over, right? Edmonton wins this game tonight. It's 2-2. And uh, again, like I said, if Edmonton plays well and if they can figure out a few things, um, again, I think if they both play their best, if Vegas is like, they're not as polarizing of a team. They're going to give you a reasonably close effort. Edmonton's going to show up and destroy you or be like, what happened to this team? It's mm-hmm. two different, two different, two tails of two different teams. They're very polarizing. I so, mean, yeah, again, I think it's hard to say, but like, you know, they're on track in the series. You know, there's been two home games, one road game. So right. two, one is the expected score. If Edmonton wins this, everybody's essentially held serve. I mean, you would, I'm saying the obvious here, right, Daniel? But obviously with Edmonton tonight on home ice, their backs are against the wall. You would think you would get a very strong pushback to start the game and you would probably get their best effort. Uh, in theory, you would think that, right? Because let's be honest here, you're down 3-1 and then Vegas is coming back, uh, back home. Uh, you're, you're in a really, really, really tough situation to win three games in a row, which I don't think would happen. I think this is the, this is the series. I, I think if the Vegas Golden Knights win tonight, the series is over. And like you just said, even though Vegas comes back with a home ice advantage, anything could happen in a 2-2 series, but you would think you would get Edmonton's best game tonight. You know, coaching wise, I will say this. I think Edmonton's getting out coached a little bit, frankly. Hmm. And I think that like, if Edmonton was smart, they would, they would look at the sort of the roadmap of how to stop Vegas. How do you stop Vegas from scoring? Don't let them have transition chances. Drop a third man back. Play a little bit more carefully. When you're the Edmonton Oilers and you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, you don't have to worry so much about, you know, over overextending yourself to create offense. McDavid can enter the zone whenever he wants to. He just flies up the ice and he's in, you know? Obviously for, you know, Vegas, it's going to be really important to stay out of the box. 
But Edmonton's going to have to figure out how to play five on five. It's almost like they're just going through the motions, waiting for a power play, which they is worth like half a goal to them because they score on every other one. Yeah. So I think for Vegas playing smart, you know, out coaching them in that regard. But if Edmonton does, and this is why I think Vegas could have trouble in the next series, whether it be Dallas or Seattle, because both those teams are capable of playing sort of clamp down hockey, you know, and defensive zone hockey. And that's where, that's where Vegas struggles. I think and they haven't faced that yeah. against the jets or Edmonton. That's true. Uh, I don't know if you were at game two or not, but, uh, not often you hear the Vegas Golden Knight fans booing. And that was kind of a weird sight. You don't hear that very often from Vegas Golden Knights fans, but there were a lot of boos out there as they uh, were in the third period. What did you make of that? I mean, it was just a really weird performance. And I know we talk about the great uh, comeback performance, I guess you would call it in game three, but that, that was a weird performance in game two. Yeah. You, so, so like I said, I mean, I don't think Vegas was that bad in game in game two. Like they obviously weren't good. But I just thought Edmonton was like flying. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, they got those early power plays. Once they took a chokehold on the game, you know, it, it was over from there. So by the third period, it's like mm-hmm. my I thought it was really silly to have Mark Stone playing in the third period. Yeah. Because Edmonton specifically in game one was attacking Stone's lower back, knowing, you know, that he's got a back issue. So why leave him out there as a lamb to the slaughter in a five nothing game where, you know, they can get one of their fourth line plugs and take Stone out of the series. So yeah. I was really surprised to see that. Um but yeah, who knows? Game four, game four is going to be a very important one. Of course, you know, if Vegas loses this one, um, the pressure's on them. And obviously, you know, winning this puts them in a very good position to win the series. You know, you're, you're a very knowledgeable hockey, hockey fan. I wanted to ask you this. You know, it seems like for the most part in the NBA, usually, not all the time, but usually the team that people pick at the beginning of the year, that that's the best team in the league, usually wins the NBA championship. Um, doesn't always happen in the NFL, but usually you have a pretty good idea of who's going to be in the Super Bowl for the most part. It just seems like in hockey, not always the case. And this year is kind of a, an odd year where you have the two top teams, at least in my opinion, that are outed in the first round of the NHL playoffs. What do you make of that? Why is hockey, you know, it just seems like hockey, it's a, it's a strange game sometimes where a couple bounces here and there could change the series. Well, it's funny you mention that. First and foremost, you're right. Hockey has more variance. There is just a lot more luck involved, right? So the better team is, you can outplay the losing team and still, the, the weaker team and still lose a lot of games. What I will say this, and you're right, that obviously the, you know, two of the top favorites are out. But if you look at the NBA this year, we're seeing a lot more parity as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the Milwaukee Bucks went down in the first right. round. We haven't seen that happen in like, what, f- 15 years or yep. something like that? Mm-hmm. You know, Miami's, you know, you know, showing up. So that's good to see. You know, I, I think uh, a league is better when there's parity. One of the things Gary Bettman does in the first round, because it's not a one through eight situation, you have some first round matchups that are just, you know, death matches, right? Like obviously yep. Tampa and Toronto facing off in the first round. It's like feels unfair to a lot of people. So the first round in hockey is very, very exciting. And as you said, you know, Seattle beating Colorado, Florida coming back and beating Boston, anything can happen in hockey. When you're at the World Series of Poker, uh, which is right around the corner here, are you watching games on your phone or do you bring a tablet? Do you do, you do that or do you feel like it's a little bit of a distraction in, 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 regardless of what the tournament is and you just want to focus on the poker or are you the type of person that will watch a game or listen to music? Well, the good news is, is during the World Series of Poker, excuse me. During is that, the World is that your alarm poker, clock? <laughs> what are you late for, Daniel? <laughs> I have a 2 p.m., but we're good. Um, okay. I always give myself a warning, so I'm never late. <laughs> That's good. That's um, good. Smart. Yeah, during the World Series, like, they'll have TVs up. So everyone playing, you know, you'll glance, you'll see what's going on. Everyone's pretty much watching. They'll put the uh, NBA playoffs and the, the hockey up. 
Um, and by then, it's really only one game every other night, right? It's by, right. by then, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs, a finals. Right. Not distraction to you, though? You don't, you don't find it a distraction while you're playing poker to have your mind on other things? Does that ever bother you at all? No, listen, I'm going to be playing seven weeks, eight to 10, eight right. to 12 hours every day. Right. So wow. it's important sometimes to zone out, right? Where it's like, all right, I've got the table read. I know what's going on. I've, been t- I've you know, been focused focus intently for three hours. I need a minute. Screw around on my phone for a minute. Check Twitter. You know, I don't really listen to music much when I'm playing, yeah. but then watching TV or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fine depending on the game and situation. If I had to say the odds on favorite of what his appointment is, are you having, are you taking Phil Hummuth out to lunch at two o'clock? Is that what's going on? No, I actually have a podcast scheduled at 2 p.m. with Jonathan Little. Oh, John Little does a really good podcast, really good player, too. So I am I am going to let you prepare for that. And uh, I always appreciate it, Daniel, when you come on the show. Thank you, Daniel. And uh, we will see you, my friend, at the World Series of Poker. And you know I'm always pulling for you. And uh, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you so much. And, and good luck in the WSOP if I don't talk to you before then. All right, guys. Have a good one. Appreciate it. All right. Real Kid Poker, Daniel DeGrano joining us. That is a really smart guy. <laughs> really smart guy. Doesn't matter what we're talking about. We could be talking about poker. Obviously, he's one of the best poker players in the world and has been for the last 20 plus years. Uh, very knowledgeable hockey guy. Like when I'm interviewing Daniel about hockey, I feel like I'm talking to somebody from the NHL network. So the guy why? knows every player, every position, strengths, weaknesses. I feel like I'm talking to like a coach. Uh, but again, he grew up a big uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fan, and he grew up in Canada. Mm. Um, but uh, Daniel's just the best, man. I, I love having him on. He's just the best. And uh, yeah, the World Series of Poker is right around the corner, man, uh, Jamie. I'll have to take you out there because it's a lot of fun. Um, you'll never see so many poker players in one spot in one given time. Um, by the way, Jamie, as I mentioned, he's doing the uh, TGI Fridays Trivia Night tonight. We'll yes, be out, I'm excited. We'll be out there. I'm actually going to a big concert this weekend. Um and the concert, you know, I, I can put it up on my phone, some of the bands, but I know some of Incubus, Korn, uh, POD, Hoobastank. Um, you know, I know and I'm, I know I'm missing probably a lot of them right now, but my friend Richard Patrick is the lead singer of the band Filter. He is going to be there, but this is a festival with like, uh, there's like, I feel like there's like 50 bands. Like it's crazy. Are you going to find yourself on stage again? No, not find yourself on stage or near the stage. No, not for this one. Unless Richard invites me on stage, I don't think that's going to happen. He might give me an artist pass or something. I don't know, but I haven't been this much excited for a concert in in a long time because it's like this huge festival. And I'm going to say 80 percent of the bands I'm not interested in, but 20 percent is a pretty good percentage for me. Like, there's a lot of bands that I really like a lot. A lot of influential bands. I mean, everybody knows Incubus. They've been around. They've been around forever. Thank you. Uh, the big name band, which I'm not really a big fan of, is System of the Down. Mm. I mean, they're okay. The toxicity of our city. Mm. Like, I don't know. I'm just not really into that. It's weird. I don't, I'm not really into it. Incubus, I think they're, the Deftones are really good, too. You know the Deftones, right? I know a lot of these people's names. Yeah. Actually. I wonder if you know some of these other bands. Do you know Placebo? I've heard of that before. Aren't Placebo the band who goes, uh, a friend in needs, a friend indeed. Is that Placebo? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think that's what is, what is the name of this festival this weekend, though? Uh, Sick New World. Sick New World. Yeah. Have you heard? Oh, wow. Somebody's calling me uh, from Virginia when I'm live on the air. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Papa Roach. You've heard of them, right? Papa Roach, yes. Cut my life into pieces. Yeah. Okay. This uh, is my yeah. last resort. There you go. See? See, I'm the like things. It's very impressive. Uh, Evanescence. You have to have heard of them. What song do they have? Wake me up inside. Yes. Save me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. These my, are, but my, these, these are songs I grew up with. These are like well, I don't from know. my time. You know Chevelle? What's the song? 
Chevelle. What's the song? Uh, I'm not going to sing their stuff. I don't really like them very much. Uh, do you know Hoobastank? I've heard of the name. What's the song? I found a reason for me. Uh, a reason why. You know them. Come keep on. Keep going. Keep going. I'm not going to keep singing Aww, that. Damn. You know Seven Dust? Yes. They're so my, my biggest thing is that I would tell you this. In all honesty, yeah. even in my own culture, there's a lot of artists that I don't know the names of, but I know all their songs. Yeah. But this is a really cool festival. I'm looking at the website now. Yeah, a lot of good it bands. Looks, it looks literally just like... And the tickets are very expensive. Lovers and Friends, the way the schedule was. It's like it's like 300 bucks for a ticket, man. Of course, I'm not paying for it, but you know. It's like 300 bucks for a ticket. It's way too much Let me money. Ask you this question. You know, you, Stabbing would, Westward? Would you, would you consider Paramore like. to be a part of a band that would be in this type of festival? Yeah, I like Paramore. I love Paramore. I never meant to break. Actually, my friend produces their uh, their albums. So, quick story about how I found out about Paramore. No, well, we got a few we seconds. We have a minute and a half. I know. Yeah. Make it quick. Yep. So, have you ever played the Sims game before? Yes. So, did you know the Sims game? They actually have a lot of uh, remastered and reverb songs in there that are actually from real artists. I did not know. That. I didn't know either. And there was a song in the Sims two that I loved so much, even though I couldn't understand the, uh, the words. I did. And not I know googled that. the words. That's pretty cool. Kind of, sort of on Google, yeah. and it was actually Paramore song. Jamie, will you be? I like Paramore. Jamie, will yeah. you be watching Donald Trump's town hall today on CNN? I have work, so no. Ah, ah. I will okay. literally be hosting my event tonight at five o'clock. I have something. I have to prepare for it. At five, really? I have to prepare for it. Yeah, wow. so so much stuff I have to go into. Wow. I do other things other than the show, Brian. Wow, wow that's a lot of preparation <laughs> for trivia. Night. Yes, okay, fair enough. I will see you there. I'm excited. Thank you for coming. Out. Who do we have tomorrow? We've got uh, Mr. Blake Gwynn joining us. Uh, of course, his grandfather, former governor here in the great state of Nevada. Uh, he's a hotshot real estate man, and uh, we are going to be talking to him a little bit about the market, talking to him about his grandfather, his legacy some politics, some sports. We're going to get into it with him. And, of course, the seven-footer, Paul McCaskey. Coach Move! Yes, NBA veteran, NBA uh, former uh, NBA assistant coach. He's going to be joining us in studio. A uh, lot to talk about in the NBA as well. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great day. Peace out.